Hi, welcome to another episode of My Ireland Adventure. I'm your host, Laurie Callahan. And I am your other host, Joe Ormond. Laurie is from Shreveport, Louisiana, in the United States of America. And Joe is from Kilsheelan, County Tipperary, Ireland. Together, we get to travel the beautiful Emerald Isle, and we'd like to take you along with us. Because we love what we do, and we want you to love it too. Okay, so here we go with another episode of My Ireland Adventure. Yep, another one. Yep. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the wonderful Rock of Cashel, the jewel in the crown of County Tipperary, and one of the most visited sites in all of Ireland. Yes. We're going to be going to Care Castle, which is another stronghold of the Butler family and a scene of some movies in recent times. Um, we're going to go to Holy Cross Abbey and maybe the Glen of Aherlow. And these are all great gems in County Tipperary. Beautiful places. I'm looking forward to this one. Always, they always are, yeah. So you can find us on all our social media sites. Don't forget to check us out there, the Facebook page, My Ireland Adventure, and group. Join our group by all means. Just send the request and we'll add you into it because we've got some great people in there already and the crack is only mighty. <laughs> yeah, it is. We've got our website up and running and you can find out details of all our tours in there too on www.myirelandadventure.com. And be sure to look in there and see if there's something that you might take your fancy. And our details of 2021 tours and so on will be in there too. So, Laurie. Might, might um, what, is, what did you say? Take a shine to him? Take, somebody take, might take a shine. Take yeah. a shine. Yeah. Take a shine. You know, that's uh, hopefully what will happen. Uh, take a look and take so. a shine. I hope all of you guys take a shine to it. Yeah. So have we got any questions from our listeners today, Laurie? Anybody uh, posing any? Yeah, actually, we, we have had some questions. Um, a few of them kind of make me giggle a little bit. But this one in particular uh, was posted by someone I know. Was asked, She was asking about the types of shops and if we had anything in Ireland over here uh, comparable to like Walmart or Target. And I, I wonder sometimes if the questions aren't there because I do tend on the page on our or in our group I do tend to we both do post pictures of the countryside we post more pictures of nature and the the peaceful serene landscapes of Ireland we don't as much post you know pictures of being in town and the shops and and the traffic and and that sort of thing we kind of shy away from that I mean we could Maybe every now and then I've posted a few, but mostly I post the more peaceful scenes of Ireland. So I wonder if a lot of people see those and they think, oh, all of Ireland is like that. And for the most part, it is. But there are, y'all do have towns here. Y'all do have cities with shops and hospitals and theaters and all kinds of, all kinds of places, all kinds of things here. We're so modern, aren't we? Up to date, you know. We've we've actually come out of the caves. Are. Yeah, you've... <laughs> yeah, come out of the caves. Yeah, we, we we eat a bit more than berries and nuts and stuff these days. Yeah. So anyway, yes, there are shops uh, comparable to, well, Walmart and Target. Um, yeah, there is. I know, looks a like... t- the the TK Maxx was was really a great find for me. That's actually one of my favorites. It's. Like TJ Maxx, where I'm from, but it's TK Maxx, so that uh, that's helpful. 
Sure, I'm, I'm sure it is. And uh, there's even a few more places besides TK Maxx, would you believe? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shop, done. Shops with dance. food and things, yeah. And clothes, yeah. Uh, oh, mm. yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, not just um, animal skins anymore. We've gone past that. <laughs> Yeah, no, quite honestly, we got to probably uh, broaden our horizons a little bit with the photography by the sounds of that then and uh, mm. go in and uh, take some shots of towns and uh, villages. And cars. Cars, yeah, with wheels. Uh, they go around. So, um, yeah, look, um, the thing is, uh, the villages and towns of Ireland are established with many, many years. But um, asking about the names, where the names may have come from and things like that, um the names of the the villages yeah the actual name of a village or a town so i'm just i'll just give you an example of um for example around here kilsheelan is the name of the village i'm from now you'll have kill in the front of a lot of other towns and villages too like counties like kildare kilkenny uh places like that you know and killarney is a place a lot of people would know in in county kerry so at kill prefix before uh, a, a town would be uh, it, it's the Irish word for church so it would relate back to the church of a name of a bishop or a person of uh, in the clergy perhaps so in Kilsheelan's case it was uh, Sheelan so the bishop was Sheelan so it was the church of Sheelan and that goes back a few centuries uh, to the time that he was here so and so on it goes and so the English uh, word of it became Kilsheelan and uh, say Clonmel is our nearest town and the Irish for Clonmel is Clun Mala, and that means uh, meadow of honey, which of course is in relation to the land and the richness of the land uh, in this area, especially in the southeast. So other places uh, will have similar names and will be connected to certain, certain things in whatever part of the country it is. And uh, you could go on but for all day, but that's the way it works. As regards the housing, um, there's a huge amount of roads in Ireland. That's the one thing. And you know this, Laurie, because you've been up and down highways and byways <laughs> of Ireland and you're actually living on one of them too. And uh, you don't, you know, outside your house, for example, how many cars a day would you see pass? Oh, let's see. On a good day or on a busy day, maybe four pass yeah, by. There you go. However, you know, we get tractors that pass by. Uh-huh. And a few cows. So Yes, we get cows. Yeah. So, I have a have a fox that visits me, so a yeah, few of them. But yeah, cat, so I'd say about four on a good day. So that's the kind of indication of uh, the amount of traffic that would be on some of the roads in rural parts of the country. But having said that, you know yourself that within a kilometre radius of your own house, there's quite a few houses uh, in that area, isn't there? Yes. So, you know, the, that's, a, that's a quite a... You would say maybe built up area, but you just don't see cars and all that passing. And the roads are very narrow and very, uh, very small, aren't they? Yes, very, very narrow. In fact, um, someone asked me today, they saw a video I'd posted, asked me if I have to drive on the opposite side of the road from what we do. And I said, well, yes, but on this particular road, you kind of just have to drive down the middle. And then when there's a car coming towards you, you just pull over and you allow them to go past or they'll stop and allow you to go past it's just um it's just one of those things find the nearest gateway yeah and just yes uh, driveway gateway yes that's whatever uh, you can whatever you can just don't drive into the hedges yeah that's it just uh, watch out for the nearest one so yeah that's uh pretty much the way it is all over the country uh there are roads everywhere and because of that 
then there's houses everywhere and could be in the most uh, backward out of the way places but people uh, will have made their homes uh, uh, in all these places but th as a result as well you're never too far away from a village or a town uh, there's always a small village somewhere within you know maybe five miles it could be the forest and uh, there'll be shops post offices pubs uh, church schools in all these places so there will be we a little community of amenities of a society we do indeed and um we are quite modern there is a, a lot going on you know especially in the recycling world and all that kind of yes uh, in my opinion way way more advanced even there's been a lot of work done on all sorts of um, environmental friendly issues here in ireland uh something that we can probably go into on another day but um yeah there, there is there is certainly the carbon footprint is being wiped out uh, quite a lot here so in the towns if you're you know the nearest towns will always uh, have some of the bigger stores some of the ones i noted uh, you've certainly left your mark mm -hmm. in lorry uh, you like visiting some of these places i know I that for sure where they can have not just groceries but hardware and anything uh, host, for the household. house oh yes yeah. household goods decorations clothing all kinds of good stuff yeah and they're all under the same roof right yep so that helps doesn't it so it really does it's a nice department yeah nice department stores park up and take a lot of your stuff out from under the same roof Got, gotta make sure i have that euro out to get my buggy oh, excuse me my trolley <laughs> that trolley yes exactly <laughs> so there will be other small shops uh, as well in a lot of the towns local uh, businesses owners who are sort of the lifeblood of the whole community and uh, that also helps close shops and so on um, so that's basically the way the towns and the network of connection of towns villages and rural ireland uh, link up a lot and you know a lot of people will know everybody in the area and uh, you know that's something that i've had to get used to i like that though every you know for you, the most you, part you'll know your neighbors and yes. you know a lot of people from the next town and the next village mm -hmm. and uh that's well i mean it's like living in small town usa yeah okay so it's quite similar that way yeah mm -hmm. right so yeah you can see what it's like then people in those areas have an idea of what uh, their life is like then and what our life is like so they can relate to it so the main thing is to support all the local businesses really the small business owners like the butchers the bakers the candlestick makers yes. the hairdressers and the beauty salons and the fashion houses and shops they yes, please do all, that when you're touring they're, yeah they're all usually run by local people and they all deserve su support and uh, and it really is what makes it what makes the the trip it makes ireland ireland it absolutely is you know the small shops and the, they're the, you know the intimate little places where yeah. you can um, relate to people and people will chat and talk to you and always have a give you a little bit of time of their day you know mm. i do know and um you'll have plenty of opportunities to shop along the way as we head on to rock of cashel yes rock of cashel in county tipperary where our tour will be taking us next because we're in tipperary for one more day and the rock of cashel is the one of the biggest tourist attractions in the whole country uh, of course it, it is what it says it's a stone fort on top of a rocky hill and uh, cashel of course uh, means stone fort and that's the town of cashel uh, as it's called now uh, rath would actually be another 
uh, name for a stone fort and rat going back to names of towns and so on rat would be uh, r-a-t-h would be a prefix before some other towns as well so anyway back to cashel and the site that's there now um most of the buildings on it would be from around the 1100s but prior to that uh, there's uh, stories that saint patrick actually uh, passed by cashel in around the fifth or sixth sixth century and indeed he baptized one of the kings king angus so the rock of cashel is also known as saint patrick's rock sometimes it's called that and uh, in the in that period uh, there's certainly none of the uh, buildings that was uh, there then exists now so if we move on to around the 900s uh, the high king of munster was inaugurated brian Baru. He was inaugurated uh, at the Rock of Cashel and he later became the actual High King of Ireland and that inauguration also took place at the Rock in around the year of 1002. So none of the, no buildings are left from this period. So the oldest one on the site at the moment is a round tower, a lovely big round tower again and that was built uh, in the early 1100s. Now around that time uh, the rest of the site was granted to the church and it was more of a kind of a political decision to prevent the then McCarthy family gaining power in Munster because they they were gaining a lot of power and as always in Ireland there's battles and takeovers and rebellions and uh, you know one clan trying to outdo the other and become the ruling family and this was the case then and we were getting in towards uh, Norman times at this time as well so in uh, 1152 the clergy got approval from rome to build a residence for the archbishop so it became the home of the archbishop in cashel for that period of time until actually today and it went through a few hundred years of uh, peaceful times and it was a kind of a golden period um up until around the 1600s and there was a lot of uh, wonderful art um stone carvings and frescoes uh, in Cormac's chapel which would be uh, Celtic art on the walls which would have been painted onto uh, fresh plaster and some of these uh, Celtic art designs are some of the uh, best examples in anywhere in Europe and they are a sight to behold. Now just to fast forward a little bit for a minute uh, there was a, an extensive restoration went on in the Rock of Cashel uh, in around the 1970s and in order to preserve these frescoes and uh, and the art on parts of the walls which were actually built in sandstone and sandstone is very porous and it was holding a lot of water so in order to dry out the stone they had to bring in the humidifiers and uh, painfully uh, withdraw the water out of the stone to preserve the art it took many years it um, had scaffold around it for many years uh, but in four or five years ago the scaffold was removed and it's now back to its former glory and it's a wonderful sight to behold so just back to the 1600s for a minute now and uh, there was an attack by uh, Oliver Cromwell on the whole town of Cashel not just Cashel but the whole country of course and Cashel did not escape this in 1647 and about a thousand residents uh, were killed during this attack and some of them took refuge in the cathedral uh, in in the rock of cashel at the time and uh, that was almost totally destroyed 
and in that period the cathedral was then rebuilt also so on the site at the moment uh, it still is a wonderful site to behold coming in from any angle it's a very dominant and imposing feature no matter where you're coming from and it still holds the round tower Cormac's chapel the cathedral and there is a, a cemetery on site as well all surrounded by a stone fort wall um, there was a high cross on it uh, as well but that got struck by lightning in the 1970s and it actually uh, split it and it hasn't been rebuilt since but uh, it was there now interestingly too queen elizabeth requested to visit the rock of cashel when she visited ireland so that's probably a mark of the importance in which uh, the rock is held now uh, close by is a place called whore abbey and Uh-oh. what's wrong laurie you said Whore Abbey. It's not spelled with a W. It's spelled <laughs> with a H. Stop. No, come on. And this whore actually means yew tree. So it was built for the archbishop. He moved there, uh, moved away from the Rock of Cashel. Oh. After having a dream uh, that he was going to be killed, actually. Now, interestingly, too, uh, there was a lot of breweries in Cashel at the time. Something in the region about 37, I believe. And the same archbishop actually demanded to have two flagons of beer sent up to him every day from uh, each brewery. Two flagons? Two flagons, yeah. Okay, uh, so can you um, what's convert that for me? Well, a flagon would be a lot more than a pint. Uh, there okay. could you know, nearly be two pints probably in a flagon. So if he was drinking all this beer, it's probably uh, you can probably understand why he was having some kind of hallucinations and <laughs> imagining people are going no to kill him and so why on. Have hallucinations. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help. That's for sure. So anyway, that's that's what uh, that's what he thought, and so he got he got out of there and went down and moved into Hoare Abbey. Now that's still standing. There's still the ruin of the abbey there, and the Cistercians moved in there too uh, for a number of years. So that's a that's right beside the rock. Mm-hmm. Not far away from there also is a, another very interesting place called Holy Cross. And that's actually the name of the monastery and it's the name of the village. Now, it holds its name because there is the relic of what is known as the true cross, the actual cross that Jesus was crucified on. And it apparently was brought there in the 12th century also uh, by the wife of King John, who was the ruling king at the time. And they built the abbey around the idea of the relic because this would have held great significance and importance and funding would have been very strong because of knowing they had a relic of the true cross and that relic is still in the abbey and the abbey is still very much in use Uh, a lot of weddings go on there uh, every year and mass is held daily and as we said um, we can go there and visit and see the, the relic of the true cross anybody that would like to visit we can definitely add it into any tour and we usually do so the road then will take us uh, across Tipperary and into a place called the Glen of Aherlow another one of your favourite places Laurie I was going to say it yeah beautiful the 40 shades of green Mm. that's one place you will see the 40 shades of green isn't it it is now I think you'll have more there there is there may well be on some days (laughs) The story goes that uh, a singer that you might be aware of or know. Oh, uh, one of my favorites and definitely one of my son's favorites. Yeah, really? A fella called Johnny Cash. I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah, he wrote that song, 40 Shades of Green, when he was flying in over Ireland, would you believe? 
I do believe it. And he was looking down on the beautiful areas like the Glen of Arhalow and Tipperary in particular, uh, because there is a line in the song relating to the girl he misses most of all from Tipperary town. And uh, the 40 Shades of Green was penned by Johnny uh, during that time when he came into Ireland. So there is a place that you will see the 40 Shades of Green for sure in the Glen of Arhalow in Tipperary. And uh, then we will hit on to Care, the town of Care, where there is another uh, very imposing and uh, one of the largest and best preserved castles in the country, in fact, Care Castle. It was another of the castles of the Butler family, the Duke of Ormond's. And that has that was built also back from around the 13th century. And it has been the subject of many attacks and wars down through the centuries, most notably in 1599 from the Earl of Essex in the Confederate Wars. And it uh, holds the scars too. There's a, a cannonball, which is very clearly visible on entry to it, going in along by the entrance, stuck in the wall from some of these wars. And... In modern day, it has been used as a location for some movies, including Excalibur. The Tudors have been filmed there. And uh, most notably, only this year, in fact, a movie called The Last Duel, uh, which is starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver is in it as well. You're dead right. And uh, they had great fun out there for a few days filming that. And was, were you uh, able to get out there and get some pics of them? Uh, I didn't see the actors uh, or any of the people involved, but I did go out, and they had uh, the the castle was transformed into. It's actually a French-based movie, mm-hmm. in fact. So um, of course they had to come to Ireland to film anything with castles, you know. You know, and I looked it up, and it says locations the UK. So that's something that. Um, was incorrect. Very disappointing, yeah. Yeah, it's not Northern uh, Ireland. Some people clearly don't realize that we're not part of the UK. Yeah. A lot of people don't know there's a difference between Northern Ireland and just the Republic of Ireland, which well, is Ireland. Ju- well, that's probably a thing that a lot of people may not know, that uh, there is six counties in Ireland called Northern Ireland, which is still part of uh, British rule, and uh, that is the way. But we are not. Uh, we are yeah. an independent, sovereign country. Well, I was I was disappointed that I got here about two weeks after they'd cleared out. I, I was hoping to get some good pics, you know. Bit disappointed on that I, one, yeah. I was you disappointed. Into some I was of the actually going to huh? offer them, you know, the opportunity to take pics with me and all, but exactly, they out, you know, so. they, they were the ones who lost out, uh, right? Yeah, they were the losers on that one, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, from from Care and that's Care Castle. Uh, it'll be an interesting day uh, that day of the tour we'll get around to some nice sights and there's always the add-ons too you know there's places that we will slip in little gems along the way that we don't always mention but depending on time and depending on how we're going and the little coffee shops and the little shops yes. that we visit and how Those long are like we the spend stocking stuffers of the trip you know that's it it's the uh, tiny stuff but it's the fun stuff it's of good. course yeah so um, there's always there's always a sidetrack mm-hmm. you know we don't really bother with itineraries to be held on to if there's something else we can add in we always do don't we yeah. that's, the, that's the key to it yep. so okay. we get ourselves back to the hotel and um, back to town and last few points in Clanmel I suppose and get ready for the morning to hit off towards uh, Cork 
and maybe across towards another wonderful uh, castle in Lismore in County Waterford out over the Knockmeal Down Mountains which oh, we will beautiful. discuss more about in our next episode Laurie oh isn't that the place with all the rhododendrons and they have some kind of festival was it in June I think right you're dead right yeah they do we don't need many excuses in Ireland to have a festival you know and no. you know, a bit of a bash up but yeah any um, excuse is a good excuse a few million rhododendrons grown on the side of the mountain is as good a reason as any oh they it's definitely a beautiful. beautiful reason they are beautiful but uh, yeah we, we created a festival for the rhododendrons and so be it so what is it called the rhododendron festival <laughs> simple enough yeah that's it would you believe so the apart from that views out are absolutely fantastic too aren't they so yes it is a good reason and uh, we take our people to all the good places yes we have a really good time yep for sure and speaking of good time i hear our music hey that is our music is it over already it is unfortunately oh, no. but we'll be back so I'll just sign off now and say shalom to y'all. Okay, slangafo. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to find us on all those social media sites and our website, www.myirelandadventure.com. See you, everybody. Bye, y'all.